Hi, this is Regaline Sabah, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me podcast. My guests today are Chip Baker and Derek Pearson. They are the authors of The Impact of Influence, Using Your Impact to Create a Life of Influence that will launch on March 27th of this year, 2021. Welcome to the show, Chip and Derek. Hello. Thanks so much for having us, Gigi. How you doing? You're welcome. It's an honor to have you here today. Now, let's start off with you, Chip, and then we'll move to Derek. Can you start off by telling us a little bit more about you? Sure. So uh, I'm Chip Baker, and I'm just glad to be here. No, I just, uh, no, uh, I'm a fourth-generation educator, uh, blessed and fortunate to be raised by some great people, as well as be around some awesome folks uh, in my life and career. And I have a YouTube channel podcast, which is the Success Chronicles. And what I do is I just interview people uh, from all walks of life and share their stories for positive inspiration and motivation. Uh, multiple time author, a speaker, um, trainer as well, coach, uh, life coach, uh, just trying to do all things involved in giving back and making a positive difference in our world. I love it. Thank you. Derek? Um, I'm as Chip says, he's a fourth generation uh, educator. I am a I'm a 30th generation uh, African man trying to find my way. Uh, <laughs> I've done a lot of research and finding out uh, that I belong to, to, to everybody and everybody belongs to me. Uh, I do radio, I do sports radio here in Lincoln, Nebraska. I've been here a year. Uh, I met Chip when I was in Texas. By the way, I've lived in Charlotte, uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. But home is the DMV, the great district. Northern Virginia, that's my spot. That's where I'm from. That's how I live. Um, so I'm just a I'm just a traveler on this planet, meeting people, uh, making making friends of, of of family, and that's what we do. Amazing, I love it. Now today we are going to discuss the book that you all will have launching on March 27th of this year, 2021. Let's talk about it. <laughs> talk well, to us. What inspired you all to write that book? Well, you know. Um, <clears throat> Along my journey, I've been blessed to come across some great people. And you know, Coach, Coach DP is one of those amazing men. And you know, the the idea came to me. You know, you you've been around some pretty neat people. You ever thought about doing a compilation book and just putting them all together? And I was like, man, that's a really good idea, <laughs> right? And so, uh, you know, I reached out to you know some of the guys um, that have you know I've come across that have made a positive impact on my life. I just asked them, hey, you know, would you be interested in, um, you know, talking about, you know, some of the people or or, or uh, experiences that have influenced your life, made an impact on you, what you learned from it, and, you know, how you're using that uh, to make our world a better place. And, you know, we got, uh, it's a total of 17 guys, so 16 other guys, and they were like, hey, let's do it. And so, uh, you know, Coach DP was one of the first let's go it's on right and so you know here we are uh, about to drop it like you said march 27th is our launch uh we, we have it out there it'll be on uh amazon bars and nobles and we'll all have it on our social medias you know, where they can go purchase you know pre-order their their copies as well and so i'm really excited about it um uh, and looking forward to the experience of being together and traveling and touring uh, with the guys and their families and you know, seeing how proud their families are of them and the, this, the, the positive impact that it's going to make. Amazing. 
Tell us more about the title. How did you all come up with the title of your book? So, you know, everything that we do in our life, um, we're influenced by it, right? Whether, whether we know it or not. So, you know, we're the sum total of our environment, our experiences, our relationships, and the actions that we take, right? And those can be good, those can be bad as well. You know, so we learn from all of those. And so it influences, it influences us, you know, in our lives, all of those things. And so uh, everyone that's in the book are, are powerful influencers, not just, oh, you know, a guy, you know, you know, every guy in the book is a powerful uh, influencer. And so um, that's really how, you know, I came up with the title because I know that, you know, when the world hears their stories, uh, when the world gets to hear these guys talk and speak and read their chapters, uh, they're going to be influenced uh, and impacted in a positive way. And so I'd just like to let, you know, Coach DP kind of tell a little bit about, you know, his story and, you know, his deal, because you need to hear about that. <laughs> Amazing. Dr. Pete, t t talk to us. Tell us a little bit more about that. Oh, well, it's it's my journey. It's, my grandmother used to say that if I lived a life that I could explain very quickly on an elevator, I'm living wrong. Um, mm. I like to say I've lived several lives. I've lived um, young me. I've lived as the as the athlete, as the student. I've lived as as a single man in America, as a black man, as a as a combined man. I lived as a as a coach and as an educator. So I've lived, yeah, I've lived certain different several different ways, and through all of it. Some people have tattoos. Other of us carries, carry our stories inside. I don't have tattoos, but if I did, it would be from all the coaches, all the teachers, all the neighborhood moms that looked out for me when my mom was at work, my grandmother who told me stories and gave me faith, um, all of my friends who bounced me back in line when things got crazy. But as a coach, I am just, I'm an accumulation of all the good and bad coaches that ever laid hands on me and put me in space. And it's my job to represent them because we impact people. We all impact people. We have to accept that we should impact them for the good. I love it. Thank you. And now we have someone else that joined us here. Mr. Me Too, Sylvester, talk to us. Tell us a little bit more about you and where you're from. How you doing? Fantastic. Thank you for having me on the show. And uh, I have to, of course, they say thanks to my brother, Chip Baker, for being the, the connection guy that he is. He's a master connector, man. I, I've been introduced to so many phenomenal people because of Chip and our relationship. And so I'm thankful for this opportunity to be on the show tonight. Uh, my name is Jamal, Mr. Me Too Sylvester. I'm originally from Chicago, Illinois, and I currently reside in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, where I have my own organization called Beauty for Ashes Inc., uh, where we do character development, etiquette training, mentoring. And also, I'm a, a newly, 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 newly uh, found uh, author, thanks to Chip and being a part of this Let's book. Let's go. I didn't think that I would ever be saying that, especially not this soon, but my brother has been pushing me over the last year, and he created this opportunity for me, and I'm so thankful. Uh, it, it's been crazy to to have the, the word author behind my name. And I, I don't like, I still have to pinch myself. Like it, it's really true right now. So I'm thankful for this opportunity and 
looking forward to impacting uh, and influencing in people's lives. Thank you. I appreciate you. Now, Chip, talk to us a little bit more about your vision for this book and what you really want the readers to take away after they read the book. I, when, you, when you look at vision, um, you know, I just, I know, like I said, everyone that's involved is, is powerful, like I said. And I think that, you know, once they hear their stories, read their stories, um, they will be, the readers will be impacted, which will allow them to go out and make an influence in the world. And that's what it's about, uh, you know, spreading that contagious positivity. Uh, you know, it becomes infectious and contagious. And every one of these men, and I said this before, I'm probably going to say this a few more times in the interview, but every one of these men in the book are amazing. Like, like I can't say it, like, like every, every one of them in there, like every time I get to be around them or connect with them or talk with them, like from every instance, I'm, I'm impacted in a positive way, like every time, right? And so um, I just know that the world is gonna benefit uh, from hearing the knowledge uh, that will be shared by these men and their stories. And, uh, and I just like to, like, like Jamal, man, I love for him, like because DP shared a little bit of his story, but like Jamal, I love for him to share some of his story so you can just see a little bit of what I'm talking about. Because, <laughs> hey, let me warn you, when you hear the story, you're going to get a little bit excited. So, okay, so now we can go ahead and go. <laughs> Please, Jamal, share with us your story. Uh, so in, in the book, uh, I, I've had a, a well-traveled life uh, like, like all of us, uh, but I've been uh, able here in the last few years to learn how to tell my story. Uh, and so uh, in my travels from Chicago to Indiana, I fell in love with this rounds thing that normally has Wilson or Spalding on it uh, called the game of basketball. And it totally impacted and changed my life. Uh, I went from someone who uh, was looking up to the game bangers and the drug dealers in the neighborhood uh, and, and being a product of my environment to quickly shifting uh, that narrative to while I didn't move from my neighborhood, I just changed who I looked up to. And so I shifted from being a product of my environment to being a product of who I looked up to. And so it went from being the drug dealers and the gangbangers and those people who were in my neighborhood, who I saw every day, who I began to idolize and look up to, to now it's Dr. J, it's Scottie Pippen, it's Michael Jordan, it's, it's those people. And when I realized that I could do the things that they did, even from where I came from. I grew up without my dad. My dad was in prison. Mom was on drugs. And so grew up in a single parent home. And you know, it's, it, you know, everybody has those similar stories. But for me, I took the basketball route and I perfected my craft. And so the time that I was spending on the block, I spent on the court. And it quickly took me in two years, I went from being a nobody to one of the best players in the state of Indiana all because I shifted my focus and I shifted my attention to, well, they had the commercials back then, like Mike, if I could be like Mike, and I would watch the videotapes and I would watch the games and I would go to the park and practice those moves. And uh, it, 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 it afforded me some opportunities to, to travel, to see the world. I ended up getting a, a scholarship to go to Ball State University uh, where I had, a, I had a phenomenal four years but I had some turbulence during those four years. And when you don't know what you don't know, those things are typically gonna happen. And so 
I was 27th in the nation in scoring my senior year at Ball State, and I punched my teammate and got kicked off the team. You know, all of us have have had dreams, and we've laid in the bed late at night crying, especially those of us who come from uh, low socioeconomic backgrounds, where we've cried ourselves to sleep like, man, I, I know what I'm going to do when I get the opportunity to change my life. And here I had this I had this thing. I had it in my hands. The NBA was a reality for me. And because I grew up in an era where they didn't, we weren't taught as men to share our feelings or talk about our feelings or what we were going through. That was a sign of weakness. And so I held all of those things in and they came out at the wrong time. And uh, I ended up having to leave school uh, because not less than 60 days later, I punched somebody else on campus. And so now I'm a menace. And so now I'm, I'm scared. I don't know what they're going to do to me. I just punched somebody in December. Here it is, early February. I put my hands on somebody else. And so I did what any young kid would do. I, I ran uh, and I left without completing my degree. And so uh, those are just some of the things, you know, that transpired. But in that story, uh, I was able to, to dig deep, uh, to, to, to utilize those different experiences and after 24 years, I got out of my own way and I went back to school and I got my degree after 24 years. And so uh, I was a three time college dropout. I went back two other times and life kept happening. What I realized is, man, life don't care nothing about your mama not being there, your daddy not being there. Life don't care nothing about you having four kids and no job. Life doesn't care. You have to show up and you have to accept responsibility uh, for those things that God has afforded you. Uh, and that's what I did. And I stopped making excuses. I was a great excuse maker. Uh, and I stopped making excuses and I got out of my own way. And uh, I, I've been, you know, I've been tackling life and I've been accepting those challenges. And I welcome those challenges now because I understand what it means to be resilient. And typically people say the definition of resilient is the ability to bounce back. My definition of resiliency is the ability to bounce forward. Because if I just bounce back, I only bounce back to the thing that knocked me down. And I learned from all of my mistakes, all of my mishaps. And so I want my mistakes to know that, hey, I got what you wanted to give me and I'm going to take it and I'm going to run with it. And that's it in a nutshell. Very powerful. Now, we did have a technical issue there, but I'm glad to be back with all of you. I yes, tried to warn them. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. Hey, hey, I told you. Hey, powerful. Very powerful. Thank you. Thank, no, thank you. you. Talk to us a little bit more about shifting your thought process in the environment that you were in. You said, I'm not going to let the circumstances define me. Talk to us about that shift. Uh, it, it's, it all had to do with being great. You know what I mean? All of us, when we set out to do things and we fall in love with things, we don't fall in love with them just to be average or to be so-so. And so I wanted to be great. And I knew that in order for me to be great, uh, I had to make a decision. Am I going to spend 10 hours perfecting my craft or I'm going to spend 10 hours in the streets? You know what I mean? Doing things that I knew I didn't have any, any business doing. And so uh, it, it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be because I was sick and tired of sick and tired. And I think that's, you know, when most of us, when we shift our thinking, it's when we come to the place where we're sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I got tired of, you know, we blame things on our parents. At some point, I had to stop blaming mama and daddy now. I had to take ownership and responsibility for my life. And I was at an age that I could do something about what was going to happen to me next. 
I can't do anything to what happened to me previously uh, because I, I was I was under someone else's care. But I'm 16, 17 years old. I can make those decisions now. And, and ultimately, uh, it afforded me the opportunity to be able to go to college because I made my mind up that I'm not going to continue to live like this. Uh, you said that if I could be like Mike, I could have some of those things that Mike had. Well, let, I'm going I'm going to call you on that. And I'm going to see that if I become great or if I perfect my craft, what type of opportunities will arise because of that? And I was able to get a full ride scholarship. A lot of things that, you know, people who come from where I come from, especially from my family, those things weren't afforded to them or to us. And so, you know, I, I was one of the only I was one of the first in my family. And so uh, I, I was the, the standard bearer, you know, so to say. And, and it was a great thing uh, because after me, I gave my family members and, and people who were close to me, I gave them a sense of hope that I can do that too. Absolutely amazing. Now for the audience that's listening and that's growing up around drugs and alcohol right now, what would you say to, the audi to that individual right now that they, again, are not their circumstances, but they can choose something different than the drugs or the alcohol? Man, find, first, you gotta find your why. Uh, for me, I had to have a why. Uh, once, once I realized what my why was, who, what, when, where, how, none of those things matter because I knew why. And so you have to tap into your why and you have to, you know, and you're going to have to do some soul searching and you're going to have to shut your phone off. You have to cut the TV off. You're going to have to stay off of Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and all of the other things that are distractors. And you're going to have to spend some time with you and do some, some deep diving and, you know, just kind of asking yourself, what am I passionate about? What wakes me up in the morning? What, like, for me, working with kids and helping people, I wouldn't care if I didn't get a dime. I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do that, you know, with my entire might and my whole heart because I know that that's what I'm supposed to do. It's not a job. It's a calling. And so I think tapping into those things and finding your why will allow you to do that. And then once you find your why, man, stay true to your why. I have days where, you know, I don't always feel good or I don't always, the cover is heavy, but because I know my why, I get up and I show up and I show out because I know why. Very powerful. Thank you. Now, Chip, is there anything else that you'd like to add in regards to your book? Yeah, I just, you know, like I said, I'm just really excited. And I know um, just like you heard, like Jamal, I mean, and it's, 16 other amazing men with stories, um, you know, great stories that they are using and they all know their why and they are on fire with what they do. You know, just like he says, you know, just you know, working with kids and sharing my story with them and teaching them lessons. You know, I would do this if I wouldn't get paid at all. And, and everybody that's involved is the same way. I mean, I mean, we have, uh, you know, educators, principals, superintendents, uh, authors, businessmen, uh, preachers. Uh, most of us are former athletes, you know, high level competitive athletes. So, you know, within that, you know, there's lots of lessons uh, from that that we've learned that we share motivational speakers, philanthropists, mentors, and just movement makers. And so um, I'm just excited uh, to share with the audience, excited for the authors, excited for the opportunities, uh, because I know that, uh, you know, this the impact of influence will not just allow us to uh, leave a legacy. Uh, it's going to allow us to live a legacy by our day-to-day -day actions and the impact of the influence that we're making. Absolutely amazing. 
Derek Pearson, any last words that you'd like to leave with us here? I, I Chip Chip knows this about me. Um, <laughs> I do a couple of things that I do pretty consistently and well. One, I offer the gift that you have permission to tell me the truth about anything. And I ask for permission to do the same thing. That allows me to set a GPS for whatever we're going to do next. Um, second, I do this thing, and Chip knows it, that I walk into a room of the toughest, biggest, most brutish of, of men, and I take off my glasses, and I, get, I find the biggest dude in the room, and I get close, and I say, the smile is undefeated. Never forget that. Yours is. Two, yours is two. That smile that you carry, that God blessed you with, is there for a purpose. It is your calling card. It is your greeting card. It is the thing that people remember about you before, when they forget everything else. And then finally, I have a, a, a foundation that's called Love Print. And Love Prince came to me after I ended up in ICU. I was supposed to be gone. I had a saddle embolism, 27 blood clots in my body, three in my chest, four in my lungs. I was supposed to be gone. But the universe called for me to do more work. And so I'm still here. And if I don't get through that, then I don't meet Chip. I don't meet Gigi. I don't meet, I, I, I'm not Come here. On. I don't Come get through this. So I'm here for a reason. And the reason is this, and it's simple. Love requires action. Mm. Action requires love. You can tell me you love something, but you have to show me. And you have to act on it for it to pay you, for it to benefit you. And this other thing in Love Prince is simple, that everybody that I engage with, that I cross paths with, there is no coincidence. See, you put in front of me because I'm supposed to love on you. I'm supposed to leave you more in love than you were when I found you. And that's all of us. So whatever the next thing you come across, whatever it's a little person, big person, it's a thing, it's an animal, whatever, a project, whatever you're working on, don't tell me it's important. Show me by loving it enough to put action to it. And then, and then sit back and watch the love you just put into that thing. Love other people because it will. Wow. And that's the impact and influence. <laughs> Absolutely. Very powerful. Dr. Cornell West says, you can't save the people unless you serve the people. And you can't serve the people unless you love the people. You got to so love them. I truly believe in that, man. I'm only in the place that I'm in because my mentors, they love me through my mess. I didn't do it all right. And even when I, I tried to do it all right, I still ended up doing it wrong. And I found that they love me more. And it was confusing to me. I'm like, wait a minute, because I was used to when you do something wrong, they kick you to the curb. You loving me more. You telling me how great I am. And I'm like, what is this? And, and he told me that he, excuse this, this may sound nasty, but he told me that he had booger love. He said, you can't get rid of me. I ain't going nowhere. He said every time that he wanted to throw in the towel, he caught it for it hit the ground. And I'm so thankful uh, for Pat Magley for doing that because I'm only in this work and I only believe that I'm called to do this work and that I could change lives even with the stuff that I've done, good and bad, that I can impact people's lives because I watched what he did for me. Uh, so I know that that love thing is true. Amen. You talk about failure there. Let's talk about that. How, how important is it for others to understand that it is okay to fail? 
<laughs> the only people that I know who haven't failed haven't done anything. Mm. See, I'm human, and I accept all things from that humanity. That means my testimony is not all that I've lived the, the perfect life. I've gotten where I've gotten because I've got I've got a torn bicep that's recovered. I've got a brand new, I got pins and screws in my spine from a botched surgery. I've got a filter in my heart. That's why I came up with the phrase, filter your heart, because only good belongs in there. And you get to protect that. And I had to learn that you can't just let everything into your heart and lungs. That's not what it's for. That's not what it's for. So all of my failures in coaching, we say this thing, and it's all too much. When or learn. Mm -hmm. And guess what? All of my victories matter only because I remember the lessons. And that's that's the whole thing. Go ahead and fail, but fail forward. As, as he said, <laughs> fail forward. I'll learn and then I'm going to win. Very wow. powerful. And the, and the most successful people are the ones that have failed the most. And, you know, just like, you know, sports analogy, reps make you better. And so when we can learn to embrace the reps, is it going to hurt? Yes. Is it going to be hard? Yes. Uh, is it going to be tough? Yes. But then when we embrace that and know that if I attack that failure, right, on the other side of that is growth. On the other side of me attacking those failures uh, is growth. And I heard somebody say before, you know, um, you know, seek seek for those experiences, seek for those opportunities to learn. Just like Coach DP said, you know, it's not uh winning and losing; it's it's winning and learning. And so, you know, if your perspective is the right way, you're gonna win every time, right. right? And then when you win every time, it allows you to hey look for more of those challenges to where I can learn. Because when you look for more of those challenges, when you can learn, you know that you can impact and make a positive influence on more people. Come on. Absolutely amazing. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen, for being here today, for sharing your story and for sharing your upcoming book, The Impact of Influence, Using Your Impact to Create a Life of Influence that will be launching again on March 27th of this year, 2021. Chip, where can the audience grab a copy of your book? So, uh, <laughs> yes, what I'd like for you to do is, you know, the book will be, we're going to launch it. It'll be on Amazon. It'll be on barnesandnoble.com. Uh, but what I'd like for you to do is search, you know, out the author, show the author some love. Uh, Jamal Sylvester and Mr. Me Too, uh, Chip Baker at Chip Baker TSC, Derek Pearson, you know, at Derek Pearson or The Love Prince. Um, and when you look on our social medias, you'll see our online stores and so if you'd like to get autographed copies uh, i'd encourage you to do those and just you know go out and show the guy some love and like when we started you know i was just telling you every author is truly powerful and, and they've impacted my life and so i just ask that you can just go out and show them some love uh, each of the authors or follow them and then again i just want to say thanks so much Gigi, for giving us the opportunity to be on and share our book. Truly appreciate what you do and how you do what you do. We're grateful for the opportunity. You're welcome. It's an honor to have you guys here today. And now ladies and gentlemen, for those that are listening, follow Chip, Jermall and Derek and all of the other authors of this amazing book on all of their social media handles to pre-order your copies. And guys, again, thank you and have a blessed day. <laughs> Go get it.
Let's go. Go get it. <laughs>